Hey everybody, welcome to Mind Rolling Podcast. I'm Raghu Marcus, and... I'm David Silver. Hello, welcome. So we have quite the podcast ahead, folks. Uh, Dave and I have really dug up the gold this time. Uh, we came across an article about near-death experiences, NDE, and we were fortunate enough to get Ramdas to join us to have a chat about this because he has been uh, investigating this area. He turned me on, as you'll hear in the podcast, I talk about it, to NDE stuff and books, and Dave and I have been into it, and we, uh, this is going to be a very informative and interesting podcast. Wouldn't you say, Dave? I mean, we yeah, just finished Yeah, really, because, you know, near-death experience is a pretty popular subject in America, actually. Uh, but I think we want to just go a little deeper and having, you know, Ramdas to talk about it, not just because of his wisdom, but because of his work that he did for so many years, uh, working with um, uh, people who were dying and or close to death. His direct experience is so, mm. it's just such a Yeah, no, he worked thing. tons of, uh, in, in many different uh, uh, situations from AIDS people to, uh, and so on. And uh, so, uh, but... First, before, we have a message from our sponsor. And who's our sponsor? But Amazon.com is a big sponsor. Uh, and um, again, we, we have to go through this harangue. But uh, I'm living now by my sister, Devaki's edict of making sure that we give you something to bite into around what to get on Amazon now. So for this NDE stuff, I found this Deepak book, Deepak Chopra book, okay? And it led me to a whole other thing. And I'm trying to find, there it is. And Deepak's book is called The Afterlife, The After Death. And it is got some fantastic stuff. I got two books, Dave, that I don't even have that I'm ordered today myself. One is called The Concise Yoga Vastista, Vasista, uh, by the State University of New York. You can go up on Amazon, and you've got to bookmark our Amazon link. Please, everybody, bookmark this link, and then use it whenever you're going to buy anything from Amazon. And it's happening now. People are doing it, Dave. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, uh, you know, and it's starting, and it's part of the MindPod network, which you all know about by this time. Which features us and Ram Das and uh, Krishna Das, Sharon Salzberg and Jack Cornfield, and we're going to get other people involved. It, this sounds like Crazy Eddie. I know again, right? Yeah, we're, we're going to have Lady uh, Gaga too. I yeah, guess. right. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, and let me tell you about Basista. Okay, yeah. I have deep personal experience. He was Ram's guru, and uh, going back into the ancient uh, texts of India. And when I went to Rishikesh, somebody said, you've got to go to Vasista's cave. I said, he's got a cave? And he said, yeah, you go up, just go up as you go into the Himalayas, out of Rishikesh, you'll find it. So we went there. And it's right by the Ganges River. I mean, it's like the holy place. And there is a cave there, and it's dark, and you go down through a tunnelish thing. And then it opens up, where, you, and they actually have little... Um, you know, sackcloth kind of stuff where you can you can sit and meditate. It was 
deadly dark. Deadly isn't the right word, but it was dead dark. And it was so quiet. It was amazing. And I tell you, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, fooling around a little bit here, but I did have a, an extraordinarily deep meditative experience in Vasista's cave. And how they know this is his cave, I don't know. He was Ram's guru. He came up there. He was giving him instruction there. This was, and, and I could see it because it was right by the gun. It was a fantastic place. Was it Raga? Was he the guy, the deity, really, or the the the, the sage, or? God, none of these words were. But he, what, didn't he take Rama and Lakshman and Sita away from? Wasn't he the one that took them into the into the into the jungle and, and through? Wasn't he the original, uh, you know, guide for them? Um, Lakshman and Ram, not Sita. This not, is while they were children, I believe, and he 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 took them through the formative uh, stages of their life and and gave them these teachings, which are. Put in, and, and he it's it's by a Swami Venkateshananda. And uh, I mean, I really trust Deepak, okay? He said this is by his bedside all the time. And it has all sorts, uh, it, it also, what he's recommending it, it has a whole thing similar to the Tibetan Book of the Dead. All right, well, we won't go there, but here's the thing that he recommended, Dave, here, you're going to love this D log, D log, D E L O G hyphen, Journey into Realms Beyond Death. It's also on Amazon. I don't know if it's, you know, it might cost a few extra bucks, but it's worth it. He says that this is the clearest um, representation of what the Tibetan Book of the Dead represents in a story that happened to a young nun. It's like an NDE thing, but it, you know, most of the NDE things here in this country are all Christian-oriented because that's the imprints that we get. But, in, of course, in Tibet, it's all Buddhist-oriented, and so there's a whole related uh, parallel to uh, the Tibetan Book of the Dead through this, what he calls, extraordinary clear uh, transmission. So What's there, the name of the... Of the D-E-L-O-G, Delog hyphen, Journey into Realms Beyond Death. Dave, you'll be able to go to mindpodnetwork.com and see the recommended right. links. They're going to be right there. Rachel's going to do it for us. So right. You won't have to worry. And something else, folks. Oh, uh, by the way, the, the concise yoga vasista, just as a sidebar, it, it, it apparently reflects in India the philosophy called the mind-only school. And there's a Buddhist mind-only school that was happening, I guess, I don't know, probably a little later, uh, that, ref that closely reflects this. Another interesting thing about the unity, really, of at some level of Buddhism and Hinduism. Uh, I have a record I love. Nothing to do with near-death experience or anything. Okay. All right? it's, it's brand new by Damien Rice. He's an, I love Irish singers and I, I love Irish people actually uh, I mean they have I mean Van Morrison uh, you know uh, Dylan Thomas the poet uh, just uh, you know absolutely uh, smashing smashing people uh, creatively Damien Rice has a new record called My Favorite Faded Fantasy how about that for a title <laughs> right. right is that good right so and, all right Dave so that's my three recommendations Here's Dave's recommendations for Amazon. Okay. I have a music recommendation, uh, which is the band The Congos, with spell with a K, 
and um, they're just a rock band. They're all brothers. I think there's five brothers. They're from South Africa. And um, I discovered them because NBC has been using them as a bumper on certain programs, I noticed. And I thought, I like that song. I think it's called Come and Get Me or Come Away With Me. I'm sorry, I don't know the title of the song. But the Congos, I like, you know, simple rock bands. I'm not big on, you know, dancers and and stuff and huge, you know, graphics and stuff. I like music. And they're just a band like I could be from any time. I just love them. And I've been listening to different tracks on, you can see all their tracks on YouTube, but check them out on Amazon too, of course. The Congos, K-O-N-G-O-S. You can get MP3s on Amazon, by the way. You can get yeah. the whole record, you know, just uh, uh, very uh, easy. Um, I'd right. also just like to recommend, uh, you know, Still Here, Ram Dass's book, uh -huh. which relates to this podcast and, and to what he talks about, you know. Uh, you can get that on Amazon too. We don't recommend too many things because then it becomes all sort of a jumble. But And also Rachel has to go crazy listing them and finding them and so forth. <laughs> but, um, you know, try that. Try listening. Try uh, either listening or... Actually, you can't listen, I don't think, to Still Here. I don't think that's been audibilized, but you can certainly... It hasn't. That's something we should do because... Oh, and that brings up Audible. We're getting that straightened out, folks. We're going to yeah, get our link. It's yeah. going to be a MindPod link. Uh, so we're going to get that straightened out because uh, listening to books uh, audio is fantastic, and we're it's another way to support us, and it, it'll it'll be announced at the next uh, podcast that we do. How, I have one last announcement, Dave. Okay, we're going to do this. Is for you too. We're mm -hmm. going to do a retreat with a few of the MindPod podcasters. In fact, four of them. I'm going to be there. Ramdas is going to be there. Jack Cornfield is going to be there, and Krishnadas is going to be there. And so on December, I got to get this right, 5th, 6th, and 7th, December 5, 6, 7, we are going to stream the morning sessions or, or a, couple of, a couple of sessions a day. It's going to be about uh, three hours. I believe it's three, three and three and a half hours a day are going to be streamed from Maui to the world. And it'll all be free. Uh, uh, brought to you by the Love Serve Remember Foundation. So that's going to be uh, a fun thing, all you guys, if you want to hear some really... And Oh, and the, Dave, the subject is, the topic is power and love. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or love and power. And So uh, no further adieu... Uh, because uh, we've been rambling on here about, but please do support us uh, as much as you guys can, because it's a whole network and all these people. It's a lot of work and a lot of people involved, and uh, it's a, it's a it's a beautiful collective MindPod network. So whatever you can do, it's of course straight donations are cool. There, you know, we're we're going to have some beautiful things to purchase uh, around life and balance, which we've been talking about, and and there's still mind rolling T-shirts out there. You can go up there and purchase them. And then, of course, the, the, the Amazon link. Please use it whenever you can. David? Yeah, go to the website, um, and either on your mobile or not, and check on all kinds of innovations that are jumping out of the screen now. from yeah. Words of uh, wisdom and, yeah, and videos and, and Krishnadas chants. It's, it's, uh, it's great. All yes. right, here we go. 
Uh, and this is uh, the session we just finished uh, hanging out with uh, Ramdas on a sweet Sunday afternoon. Hi, Ramdas. Welcome to the podcast Mind Rolling with me, Raghu Marcus, and Dave Silver. Hello, Ramdas. So happy to see you. Thank you, Dave. Um, so, Ramdas, we uh, this we thought of you because uh, for this part a particular podcast because Dave and I discovered uh, an article that came out recently about NDEs near death yeah. experience and I remembered that I guess it was last year about a year ago you turned me on to this book Proof of Heaven yeah. Eben Alexander the medical uh, doctor yeah. who who died and so on which yep. we'll, we'll uh, talk about in a minute. And uh, from there, I know that you've delved further into it, and I've started to delve a little bit into it, uh, going through some other literature, and so has David. And we thought well, this is a perfect opportunity to maybe flesh out some of this stuff. The person who wrote this considers himself, Ramdas, something of a skeptic. He says... I never had a near-death experience, and I don't know anyone who has. But according to a poll that's quoted throughout the NDE literature, at least 5% of Americans have returned from one and told the tale. That may be a small percentage, but it's a lot of people given today's population here in, here in America. Over, so that means it's over 15 million people have had some sort of NDE experience. Yep. So, uh, and he, and here's his little dig. Other estimates are lower, but they're still huge. And most of these people seem to be writing books. So there is a lot. I mean, when we looked up this stuff, you know, on Kindle or Amazon, whatever, we, I mean, it's amazing to see how many people have written this, uh, written about this, but also how, how much of it really centers around Christian, um, Per point of view, perspective. Yeah. And um, so I, I found that interesting as well. And uh, I, th I thought that the, the thing that attracted me right off the bat, with that, and it was that particular book that you uh, told me to read or suggested. And there, at, at this point, you, you know that there, this guy's sort of been... Uh, discredited in some kind of way, discredited by virtue of the fact that he didn't, he wasn't honest about what had happened in his career. Do you, I, I can't remember if we talked about that. Did you know about that? No. No. Oh. Okay. So there was a big Esquire article, Esquire magazine article, and basically in it, uh, it 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 really it surfaces that he absolutely uh, was involved in mal malpractice suits at several different hospitals and was kind of thrown out of all of them. And he never, ever was, was upfront about that. And then the key part in the book where I think the surgeon who treated him, who was a female surgeon, uh, said that he uh, disputed his uh, facts in the book that he had not, uh, that when he was in that induced coma, he was, uh, he, he was experiencing all kinds of 
uh, physical manifestations of uh, of some psychosis of some sort. Of you know, just uh, I can't remember exactly what it was. Anyhow, there was this. So there's this whole expose in in this magazine, and he debunked it by saying, you know, he used some dramatic uh, license, and then he uh, he said, but the the core things that he that people should know that he wanted them to know about appeared in this book and it would so i i take those core things the rest of it obviously this guy was not completely up front but uh th- this is this is from uh his book each and every one of us is deeply known and cared for by a creator who cherishes us beyond any ability we have to comprehend. That knowledge must no longer remain a secret. I understood... Well, oh, he goes into this thing. He says, Instantly, in an explosion of light, color, love, and beauty that blew through me like a crashing wave, in a way that bypassed any kind of uh, language, and this is where he had encountered what he called the core. I understood that I was part of the divine and that nothing, absolutely nothing, could ever take that away, and I was granted full access to this cosmic being I really am and we all are. It was that sort of uh, language that, uh, for me, made this thing... um, sort of present beyond the, you know, I went up into the heaven world and I saw Mother Mary and all of that kind of stuff. What, what's your impression, though, of, uh, of the near-death experience as you've been reading about it and his in particular, and I know you've read other things? Well, um, there are individual differences on the various books. Mm. And... Um, the individual differences are the um, the first moments of death. Uh, some of them uh, a uh, a um, tunnel, and the first part of of after death is looking back on the looking back on the uh, incarnation. And then after that, there is a pod of, of souls that you encounter, and you are a soul, and you are a, a, a light being of light being. And these, these souls are all light beings. And the pod are, they are, they want to know what you, what you, what you gathered uh, in the, in the, in the uh, incarnation. And, um, um, then there is a, a light being that stands out who comes towards them and um, the this is the the, uh, the guru or the the angel or whatever you want to call that 
and that being then confers with you about your status and tells you where, what your past incarnations are and then that being and you start to review new new incarnations and um, and then they part and the, you go into the incarnation. Can you talk more about the soul pot? Uh, you said the being becomes a being of light as it yep. transitions. Yep. And, and then it sees it's part of a soul pod. There are other souls who you have been hanging out with and your group or pod And you share experiences where that we've had from 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 incarnations, like some one of the pod will be going going for next uh, next incarnation, and another pod another pod member. Oh, I'll go, go, I'll go with you. I'll, I'll be your mother, mm. or your, or your child, or something. And you, so you see that we are we and humans. There, there, there are some people we, we, we are very. Um, connected to hmm. uh, maybe a grandfather or uh, you know uh, or another another soul and um, so these soul pods are just the soul land companions. Mm-hmm. Rondas, I'd like to move on a little bit to another book by a guy called Jeff Olson. It's called I Knew Their Hearts, which is immediately, you know, kind of inspirational. I Knew Their Hearts. We've heard that expression from, from, from the guru. And he was, I just want to talk about this because it's a slightly different aspect of this. This guy, Jeff Olson, had a terrible, disastrous axe car crash, lost his wife and one of his sons. He himself was completely, um, you know, wiped out. I mean, he, he had to have leg amputated. He, his ribs were crushed. His lungs were gone. He was in terrible condition, and they didn't hold much hope for him. When he got to the hospital, he knew what had happened. And despite all the grief and trauma, he suddenly left his body and was just walking down the corridors of the hospital 
without a body, away from his body. And okay, he was out of his body. But then he says, my perceptions were expanded. I knew each person I saw perfectly. I knew their joys and their sorrows. I knew their love, their hate, their pain, and their secrets. Yes. I knew everything about them, every detail, every motivation, every outcome. I knew every emotion they were feeling. And I knew intuitively why they were feeling it. In an instant, with no contemplation, I knew them as well as I knew myself. I knew their hearts. Yes. How do you yes. how do you react to that, Rondas, to that yes. heightened yes. perception? That that is going into your your perception uh, comes from the soul, not the the ego, as they shift over when she, and your soul uh, uh, when you're a soul, you know the 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 insides of everything. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's a good story. Yes, he goes uh -huh. into enormous detail. Each one, each nurse he passed, each patient, each doctor, he'd say things like, I knew that doctor had had a real bad argument with his brother that morning. I knew that woman was unhappy about her husband. I knew, and he just goes on and on. And it's so detailed that one's potential he's a mormon and um but he in this book which i recommend uh, you know is very tells the story very humbly and with very little reference to you know uh to christian iconography or anything it's just him and how shocked he was that with all the grief and trauma and horrendous feelings of shame because he was driving the car yeah, and he yeah. doesn't know whether he fell asleep or anything he had no it, suddenly they were dead, and he was broken. And so uh, it's very moving, very moving. And even though later he talks about, you know, Church of the Latter-day Saints and everything, I felt when I was reading it, I just didn't want to be skeptical at all. I, I, I thought, well, if that's the way he's seeing it, how would one, it would be so awful to take that away from someone by saying, well, is that true or not true? It seems no. irrelevant, really. Um, as you start in to perceive the world from your soul, then you see deeply into uh, things all like uh, uh, trees and uh, th all all things like that is the part of the soul which is God intoxicated, God, God, uh, the soul comes directly from God and the soul uh, has the, the capacities that the, the God that of God because each because it's it's like we have our Atman uh, we have the Atman 
the 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 God in our us, and then he's changing from ego to soul. And the Atman, the, the, the one, the one is every, is, 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 is in everything. He's in the nurses, he's in the, the doctors, he's in, and he's in everything. Because he is part of the Atman in their part of the each one. That uh, your Atman and my Atman were all together, we're one. And if you, starting from the outside, we're egos, then we're souls, then we're the one. Starting from the inside of ourselves, we're one, the one, souls, and ego. In other words, we are the, we are the one. That's what they're into the, the 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 place of, of, of knowing the place of knowing the place of um, awareness the place of awareness in us all is the same thing same and that's why we say we have to have to to go inside instead of outside ramdas i want to go back to the soul pod for a minute uh it's something actually that uh you actually brought this term up. Of course, we are thinking about it because we just put this whole MindPod network together of all the podcasters of who are all of our, your and mine and David's close people for a very long time. And you mentioned to one of these people, Jack Cornfield. You said, really we when we met back in you know and everybody some of you know and some of you don't but we met back in india many decades ago and uh, and ramdas in particular met these people i met them a little later uh, 6 months later at a buddhist meditation course a vipassana course in bodhgaya which is a famous story uh, for another time but uh, that is where many people who we were with, with Neem Karoli Baba, and people that we're close to from the Buddhist community, all came from that particular moment in time and space. And it was an incredible moment. And Ramdas, you said, this is just, we are all part of a, 
a soul pod that got together so we could increase each other's awareness uh, to become free and then help other people do the same. So uh, that in, in terms of your referencing that soul pod, when a being becomes light and then realizes that there are these other beings that have been part of it, uh, travel companions, so to speak, uh, uh, is that kind of what we're talking about? I mean, we've actually experienced it beyond family in this incredible spiritual family. Yeah. It's that song. Yeah. So... Certainly, uh, that I, I believe that alone is something to really give people um, some form of comfort that there is, you're not traveling alone. I mean, at the highest level, as Ramdas is saying, we are part of Atman, individuated God, each one of us. And at the same time, we're sharing together and uh, moving along in that sharing and helping each other. I mean, that's a very... Uh, uh, comforting uh, thing, and uh, and I think you know some of this NDE stuff is proving that out. So I wanted to point something else out, uh, both of you. Um, I have been reading the Tibetan Book of the Dead, uh, a particular, and of course everybody knows about Sogyal Rinpoche. All of you out there uh, who have. Um, anybody going through any transitional kind of a thing. Uh, certainly the Tibetan Book of Living and Dying by Sogyal Rinpoche is, is an important because of the way that he has translated it for really Western uh, readers. Uh, but this is um, actually uh, what I have been reading is, is from a, uh, the Tibetan Book of the Dead, uh, and it, it has a commentary by Jung and uh, a foreword by Lama Anagarika Govinda, somebody Ramdas actually knew in India, and a foreword by Sir John Woodruff. And this is the edition by Evans Wentz, right? Ramdas, this is the original edition that you saw, Evans yep. Wentz, right? Yep. Yep. So uh, I just found that the Woodruff comments, John Woodruff, who was a, wasn't he a Britisher, David? Do you know? Yes. Yes, yes, and he was close to Evans Wenz, I believe. And he was deeply involved in bringing uh, Buddhism to the West. So just let me, I've been finding parallels between the stuff that we're talking about, near-death experience. And by the way, this is a subject we could do about 10 podcasts on. So we're really just referencing, you know, some singular items, really. Uh, but Ramdas, listen to this. In life... The soul complex, which is what he is referring to as that thing that transitions from a body into a body of light and then eventually, hopefully, into another human body. That he calls a soul complex, which I found interesting in light of what you've been talking about, is never for two consecutive moments the same, hmm. but is like the body in constant change. I mean... That's interesting. There is thus a series of successive and, in one sense, different states which are in themselves but momentary. There is still a unifying bond in that each momentary state is a present transformation representative of all those which are past 
all manifest manifestations past, and it will be the generator of all future transformations potentially involved in it. This process is not interrupted by death. I mean, I thought that that... I'll just... It, it's As, of course, he's writing in a, in a, a syntax from another era, so some yep. of this is difficult. Uh, yep. But... There is, a there is a series of successive and, in one sense, different states, part of the soul complex, which are in themselves but momentary. There is still a unifying bond in that each state is a present transformation of all, the, of all from the past, and it will be the generator of all future transformations potentially involved in it. In it. This process is not interrupted by death. So, Ramdas, is that... To me, he's talking about that undying Atman is that bond which, which uh, is with us in the complete changing through of the body and of what he calls a soul, com a soul uh, complex. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, but what, what is she's, he's calling it it's the soul, not the Atman. Right. There's three three planes of consciousness. One is the ego, two is the soul, and three is the, the Atman or the, the one. Then Maharaji is that one place that. Mm. And we are depending on how good our sadhana is, uh, we, are, we are our souls or we are our egos. Um, he's really speaking about the soul. The soul is involved in the, in the, um, in the uh, human body and then it it transfers into this the uh, the light body that goes along in the in in soul in um, soul land mm. and and um, the so the the souls incarnate. And there's still, there's still uh, individuality. It's, it's individual souls. And the soul has, has a, a goal of emer merging with the one. Uh, I'm a soul... And I want so badly to merge with Maharaji. That step is very, very difficult. Very difficult. Right. <laughs> it's like you're in the ocean and you leave your shoes behind and then you leave your ego behind <laughs> and you go in and it's because you are love, you are not 
a person, a, a person going, looking at love. There's no any, there's no perceptual point from which you were looking. You're, you, you go into the ocean, you are the ocean. And that's, that's, I think that's rather uh, a fair step. <laughs> you know, you know, Ramdas, recently I was with a friend, a very old friend, who passed away. I was with him in his last, last moments, and he, uh, one time when I left the hospital, he made me come back and said to me, uh, I'm terrified, I'm terrified, I'm terrified, don't leave. I stayed a little longer and then I left. And I came back a couple of days later and the only thing that seemed to console him was your quote from Emmanuel. I, you know, um, yeah. I said to him, are you aware of, 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 and he wasn't able to speak at this point, but he was certainly able to listen. And I said, you know, um, Ramdas quotes, death is safe. Uh, and I'm quoting it to you. And he smiled at me, and uh, I don't want to get too anxious about this, but there was definitely a, a direct amelioration in his condition yeah. in terms of fear. So I would like you, uh, as a gift to our listeners right now, to just maybe just talk about that in context a little bit, about that quote. Okay. Well, near-death experiences are people who... A stroke or medical condition, they go out of their body and experience death. But then I checked with all my friends who have died, like Emmanuel. Emmanuel is 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 a is a, a, a soul. He's a soul. And I said to Emmanuel, Emmanuel, uh, people offer to, uh, to ask me, what, do I, what am I going to do about death? And he said, death is absolutely safe. And he said, it's taking off a tight shoe. I figured he must know. <laughs> you know, one of the interesting things that I found, and that actually gives me um, a much more substantial connectivity to the reality of NDEs, and that is, again, uh, these references that come out uh, in the Tibetan Book of the Dead, at least in Woodruff's uh, introduction to it. Um, and, and in here I'm speaking of, like, is it not true? Every one of these people, I mean, there may be a tunnel that they go through. Mostly it seems to be there is something like that. And then they come into this incredible light. I mean, yeah. that seems, right? That seems to be very yeah. common. Yeah. So here from the Tibetan Book of the Dead, that, uh, you know, and this is Boy, in the old days, I remember, because uh, you and Leary did that book, The Psychedelic Experience, and, and Metzner, I guess, right? And, yep. uh, and the clear light 
was such a, uh, it was one of those terms back then that was so profound to us through the psychedelic experience and so on, which is, again, this is a whole other thing we can get into. And, and certainly, I know, Ramdas, you've said before that uh, the experience, first of all, the experience that you had through psychedelics and may, uh, absolutely was elucidated in, in the Tibetan Book of the Dead. That's one thing. And then secondarily, or after that, going and meeting Neem Karoli Baba Maharaji, our guru, and experiencing that by virtue of having still the lens of the psychedelic uh, and understanding that was a huge thing. So the clear light. The clear light is spoken of in the Bardo Thodo as such a dazzlement as is produced by an infinitely vibrant landscape in the springtide. This joyous picture is not, of course, a statement of what it is in itself, for it is not an object, but it is a translation in terms of objective vision of a great, but in in, in and of itself, indescribable, joyful inner experience. If that is an acid, uh, now I know when you're reading this, this got to be one of the things that said yes, <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> and, then, and then he goes on to quote a Chinese scholar, and this is the thing that really, uh, almost of everything that really got me. The Bodhisattva emits the light called seeing the Buddha in order to make the dying think about the Buddha and so enable them to go to the pure realm of the latter after death. And, you know, all of these, these NDEs all have, I mean, if they're meeting Christ, they're meeting somebody. And as you described earlier that you called it, you know, people may call it an angel or whatever, but a, a guru meet you at some point. And uh, the fact that this is present uh, and very clearly in the, in the Tibetan Book of the Dead, and that experience is happening throughout any, all of these NDEs, uh, that to me lends huge uh, credence because, and, and this is the one thing I want uh, Ramdas, if you can talk about, the fact is that the people who meet Christ, for instance, because there's a lot of these Christian uh, books that are around the Christian principle. Yeah. These people, if they're in Tibet, they're meeting the Buddha. If they're in India, they may be meeting Shiva yeah. or their guru, right? I mean, there's, it's just the imprints, is it not? Can you talk about that from your physical incarnation? Yeah, it's very much like uh, God has a, um, a, a soup closet with soup, Jesus suit, Ram suit, all the suits, the one who sees the person who's dying, oh, I'm coming, my Jesus suit. And they're just, they're all the same. Maharaji, all all these things are the same, although we have seen them from 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 our perspective. 
are, are different. Mm. Right. If you look back, look inside them, inside them, inside them. Mm. There are books, one called Life After Life, mm. which is Raymond Moody's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's in this article. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. And then Dying Into Me by Ananji Mutaji, M O O R J A N E. And the other book is a book called Backwards. This book is the backwards. It, 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 boy, it goes. Really? Oh, boy. This is a, a um, she is a, um, uh, a, a lawyer in a firm that does um, health work in Chicago. And she, um, she got a little of the, an anesthetic and it, it too, too much for her. Oh, and she went out. She went out, and she was tested for uh, breast cancer. And um, she takes the, the her book is so sensational. Really? What's, right. what's her name, Ramdas? Her name is Nancy uh, Dennison. D a d a N I S O N. Okay, great. Yeah, no, we'll uh, we're gonna well we'll tell everybody about them, but we also on the site we'll put them up as recommended books so Good. that people can go ahead and, and get them. Just before we go here, I just uh, one last thing and and personal is that uh, you know, you're moving along. Actually, you told me uh, this past birthday that you had. Isn't it terrific? I beat the actuaries. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, can you just talk about um, your, your perspective more on a day-to-day -day basis or week-to-week -week basis about transitioning? And uh, first of all, your perspective, and second of all, are there conscious things that you are doing to prepare for it? What I can say and do is under under Maharaji's control. It's not my control. My life is controlled by Maharaji. Psychedelics, one point, I took them because of him. The, the pain and the 
and the inconvenience of a body being aged mm. is most of the time I witness that I witness it with 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 joy with joy if I get in get uh, attached to the pain I go back to, to the witness and there and witness the attachment to the pain I'm watching the flowers blow bloom I'm watching the people that I influence, I see them growing as souls. Oh boy, just, just seeing them, just seeing them, just go through this, this, this beautiful, uh, uh, sadhana and, and, and people just get joy for uh, out of satsang and things like that and and I get so much I, I'm affected these the, these people, the souls who are interacting with me in in uh, heart to hearts, in retreats, they're, they're just they're so spectacular, spectacular, and and so uh, some of them are, some of them are. Got to uh, experience Maharaji, and some of them just experience Maharaji in books and and whatever uh, from podcasts and all that. Uh, but I go through. I go through their their awakening, awakening, and that it wakens me. Me. It seems to me you're talking about love that you have shared since the first time you came back from India and meeting Maharaji, and you've shared that love. And it's encouraged everybody else to share that love. It has grown exponentially, that sharing of love. And I just, my final, final question is, that love, it would seem to me, when we transition from this body, that that love can encompass us can surround us, can be like being in an ocean, that love, and you talk about ocean of love all the time, yep. that we can trust in that love 
And it could be, as you say, a direct experience of meeting the one through a, that being Neem Karoli Baba, as we did. Or the next experience, which is uh, someone in meeting you and how you have influenced all these souls, as you just said. And the next experience could be directly through a book, through, a, through hearing a talk, through a podcast, whatever it may be. But that is all the same. It is that same love that everyone experiences. And, and this is, you know, this is honestly what I try to do at, uh, whenever I, at the end of any meditation that I do is connect with that place. And I do that through just being sitting with my hands on Maharaji's blanket. And I connect with that place that is what you're speaking of that takes place with everyone who has been touched. Yep. So is, is, is that not what seems to be the most um, realistic uh, thing that we can do on our side in terms of transitioning? The universe and the universe and soul is all one. It's called, it's called many times, it's called consciousness, it's called love. It's called the one. It's called, it's called peace. We are now as, as incarnates Swimming in the ocean of love. If we're lucky, if we do our sadhana, you get to the you get to experience yourself as a soul. And then you Look around and you see it's all love. Every individual tree and, and computer and all that love, 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 love. And then you go to the next step is you can hear you've seen love and hear you the, the next step is being love being love and, but you'll see love is is still individual and even at death Death is, is a transformation of the body, a, a dropping your body, as they say in, in India, dropping your body. That means the soul drops the body. And then you go on and on and on as a soul. As a soul with an intimate 
intimate relationship with with God, with with the one, with the one. As Emmanuel said, it's it sure is safe. <laughs> right. Well, that's exactly uh, what Ramdas and I have been talking about. Just that uh, subject, and uh, over the next uh, few months in different settings and so on, we have planned to really uh, flesh out everything. Some of what was uh, we were chatting about here under that uh, under. Emmanuel's edict, dying is absolutely safe. And we'll, we're going to try and put together a manual. A manual from Emmanuel. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Ram Dass, thanks. This was great. Really great. Sure. Thank and, you very much. And uh, we've got these recommended books, everybody. And, uh, and we're, we'll... Uh, Make sure they're up on the website. Uh, go to mindpodnetwork.com slash mindrolling. And uh, we're one of the uh, different uh, podcasts. There, did I tell you about this? I don't even know, Ramdas, if I told you. We, we have, so, you know, we talk about so many different things all of the time. But now we have this podcast network. So there's the podcast that I do, introducing talks of yours. Then there's this mind-rolling thing that David and I do. Then there's we, we get Krishnadas involved. We got Sharon involved, Sharon Salzberg. We, and we have Jack Cornfield involved. Wow. And, uh, and we're going to make guest podcasts from Roshi. And one of our, I, I don't know if I've told you that this is our little joke, but one of our listeners uh, actually wrote us at one point after we had been introducing all of these same people and interviewing them and in terms of what we've been doing. And they said, boy, you're sure, you know, can't you go a little further afield in terms of the people that you're in interviewing? You you just got all the low hanging fruit that you're working with, and we and we said, I think we have the best low hanging fruit group that you can imagine, and so we put it all into a, into a a, a a website destination MindPod network and uh, so you can go there and everybody can uh, get a little bit of different take on uh, basically how to uh, get your life in balance from different perspectives from bhakti to buddhist and and th these are all they're part of the soul pod right right <laughs> that's it well again thank you thank you and um, we will meet again and david we'll meet yes, you again you. too have a good rest of the Sunday. Have a restful Sunday. Yes. Ram Ram. Ram Ram. <laughs>